Welcome back to the show. You must have liked the previous episode because you're back and we are really, really happy to have you back. And we're just so thrilled about this show. Before we start the episode about choosing a product or service, I just want you to know that we have a website, a brand new website called wackyteacherpreneurs.com. And you can go there and you can find out more details about how to work with Jess and I. We cannot wait to work with you and to help you with specific steps related to your situation when it comes to your product, products, or services. So uh, let's let's get to this. Make sure you go to wackyteacherpreneurs.com to check out what we have to offer you. And uh, let's go. Welcome to the Wacky Teacherpreneurs Podcast. Your hosts, Jess and Amanda, have been friends and teacherpreneurs for years. Along with their successes, they've had lots of failures, foibles, and fumbles. And now, they're here to share it all with you. Stay tuned for some funny times and awesome business insights. Let's go behind the scenes of their teacher businesses now. Raw. Unfiltered. Real. Let's get started. Jess, what do you have to say about about this topic of choosing a product or service? Well, I kind of wanted to start out. I have a funny story to tell you from this morning. It's not really funny. It's just something that happened this morning that had to do with products and services and small business and trying to make money. Um, so I co-run a Facebook group called Teacher Blogger TPT Seller Network. I know it rolls off the tongue. <laughs> it's just so natural. But no, I co-run it. One of my buddies started it a long time ago and then she left teaching. She got into politics. And so then she was like, do you want to take over this Facebook group? And I was like, sure. I don't do a lot with it, but once in a while, I'll ask a question, engage in some conversation. So today, uh, someone posted in the group that they were a TPT seller. It's mainly for new TPT sellers or people trying to figure out blogging or both. Sometimes they're trying to figure out both at the same time. And so somebody posted that they were really happy and they felt accomplished because they finally made 50 TPT products. And they heard that 50 was the magic number. The money's going to start rolling in. And they were just so happy. And I, and I felt like I, I did feel happy for them, but then I was like, oh, I got to rain on their parade. This is going to suck <laughs> because, you know, it is a big mistake. A lot of TPT sellers believe that, um, you know, the more products you have, the more money you'll make. And like, it is true in a way. And I actually heard your buddy, Amanda, I mean, I guess she's kind of my buddy too, um, from mud and ink. Is that her? Is that yeah. her? Mud, mud and ink teaching. Mud and ink teaching. Yeah. Dot org. She is brilliant. And I don't know where I heard her say this or when I heard her say this, she might've just said it to me. I don't even remember. She might've been, she might've been talking about someone else. I don't even know. But one time she was like, yeah, 
I don't know if she said this about her TPT store or just TPT stores in general, but how like she sort of compared them to going to Target. Like, would you want to hang out at Target if all the shelves were empty and there wasn't anything on the shelves? And it's like, no, you wouldn't spend very long there. Same goes for your TPT store. People aren't going to browse your store for very long if you don't have much going on, if you're not selling much. But I have heard of people with, you know, very few products making a lot of money. I really think it has a lot more to do with quality over quantity. Like if you're just looking at how much money you're making and this podcast is about making money. So I kind of felt bad for this lady because while I do agree, like I do spend time in TPT stores that have tons and hundreds of products. And I'm just like, wow, I love this place. And I go and look and see what everyone's made and I get excited But, you know, is it going to guarantee you a set number or income per month? Not necessarily. I I did did meet a lady last month. She had over 300 products and she's made like $17 total. She's never sold any of them. And so it's possible to to fill your shelves and not make any money. So anyway, I kind of rained on this lady's parade a little bit because I was like, you know, um, you could make a lot of money with just one amazing product. And I told her about this article I had read, and I think it was like Forbes magazine about a TP. It was all about teachers pay teachers. And it was about a, a pair of sisters that opened their own TPT store. I think they're called like the second window or something. I guess I should have looked that up before the story, but they spent months and months and months creating this year-long vocabulary unit and it was very comprehensive and it was like their only product starting out and they sold $75,000 worth of this product like and they only had one product in their store so you know I where I've met some people that have hundreds of products and they can barely make $20 a month you know I've also heard of people having one product like one amazing product And they make, you know, what you could make a whole year of teaching, right? So anyway, I just, I wanted to share that story as we move into talking about products and services, because I think it's important to kind of, you know, before you, you know, you might already have a product or service in mind, you may have already created things, but it's important to know like what's out there and learn how to like value your work too. And like, it's not just a magic number that you're trying to hit. And I know we both made this mistake in the past of just trying to hit a certain number. It's not always about that. Like you can be really successful with one super, super good idea. So now Amanda is going to tell you uh, different products and services. Like what, like, like, could you give us some examples of like, what are products and services? Sure. So let's start with, cause we're on teachers pay teachers, right? Um, which by the way, I love your hat, Jess, you all should visit our YouTube channel to check out our weird, uh, costumes that we have on. And I apologize for our raspy voices. We are both recovering from COVID. That's- I felt like I was, I was wheezing a little bit and I was like, don't, don't start coughing. Just get this out. Remember, this is this is all raw, like unfiltered. That's what this show is all about. So just 
be careful. You might get COVID listening to this. I stole that from. <laughs> Just you could. Okay. Around us. Um, yeah, yeah. You should put on a mask right now. Okay. Anyways, back to products versus services. So like in terms of TPT, you know, those are digital products. So, um, creating posters, I, I lessons, units, uh, creating templates, Google drive materials are really hot right now. Um, and then, but also you could make money off of TPT. And I didn't know this when I first started TPT. Um, and honestly, when TPT, how long has TPT existed as a business? About 12 years. I think it's been a little over 10, like 12 years. Wow. Okay. So when TPT first came on the scene, I think there were less opportunities to sell digital things. Uh, but now there's so many ways to sell a digital product online that doesn't even have anything to do with TPT. Um, so you could, uh, you could actually have like a WordPress website and have WooCommerce, which is a plugin, a paid plugin, and you could have your own store using, that's what I do. So I, I not only have a teach, Teachers Pay Teachers store with digital products in it, which are re- really easy to upload. I also have a word, a self-hosted, there's two different types of WordPress websites. Um, so there's wordpress.org and wordpress.com. I'm getting really detailed here, but wordpress.org is self-hosted and we could have a whole episode about this and, and have a store on there. Uh, Jess has a Shopify store that she sells digital products on. You could sell on uh, digital products on Etsy. So these are all products that are like only used on the computer, basically like PDFs, PowerPoints, um, clip art. You could sell clip art on all of these platforms as well. Uh, you could sell eBooks on these platforms, even teachers pay teachers. You could sell an eBook. Uh, you could sell graphics, digital paper. Uh, Jess, you know about this Amazon digital assets thing. You could sell digital assets on Amazon, apparently. What is that even about? Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, I've heard a lot of people talking about this where you can design any PDF file and sell it on Amazon now. I mean, it could be a lesson plan, but what I've seen more of are people are designing their own notebooks, like their own notebook cover. They're designing their own journals. They're designing their own planners, planners and question books. And it's it's just like, I don't know. They're calling them digital assets. They look like eBooks, but they can actually print them out and send them to you. So people have a choice if they want to get your digital copy or Amazon, like for more money, of course, Amazon will print them out for you. So I've heard about people making a lot of money just designing notebooks. That's that sounds fun. And I I kind of got into making clip art for a while on my iPad. Um and then I just quit because I thought it all looked like crap. Or maybe someone told me it looked like crap. They were like, whoa. <laughs> and I was like, I quit. Okay, let's talk about services that you could offer. Um, so there are tons coaching, which, you know, if you're an expert in a certain area, like Jess and I have accumulated all this business knowledge over the last eight, 10 years, I swear it's been 10 years. 
because I think I started my Teachers Pay Teacher store in 2012, Jess. And what year is it now? 2022. We keep saying eight or 10 years. I, I got to find out specifically. But anyway, so coaching, mentoring. So you could become a career coach. You could c- become a business coach, which is what Jess and I are doing. You could become a life coach. And honestly, I don't even think you need formal training to do any of this. You just need to qualify yourself. You know, you need to like, like build a platform online and just start talking about what it is you're an expert on. And like, you can become a coach. Uh, You could uh, get paid for public speaking, for speaking at conferences, for doing professional development for schools, copywriting, editing. You could become a virtual assistant. That is a huge need right now. Um, You could teach online through like, I don't know, out school. You could tutor. Uh, You could get into photography and uh, just taking photos, you know, family photos, web design, Uh, mock-up creation is staging products and taking pictures of them if you're really into that. Uh, video editing, podcast editing. There's this website called Fiverr where you can sell your services as well. So like if you're a video editor or podcast editor, you could sell your services on Fiverr. We're actually going to pay someone to do our podcast intro on Fiverr. Uh, You could have people pay you to help them with their resume or become a career coach. I mean, there's so many service-based businesses, um, options. Uh, I'm probably missing some here. What about physical products? So that I, no, 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 no. That sounds so hard. And I don't know. So a physical product is like, you know, like a furniture store, they sell physical products. My sister, she has an Etsy store. She's an artist. She's also a Washington state patrol officer. And, but on the side she has, she loves art. She's always been very, very artistic and she paints. Um, She started painting rocks and, um, and now she paints all these other things too. And she sells them on her Etsy store, but she has to actually package the, when someone makes an order, she has to like package it all up and, and mail it to her customers, which to me, that sounds super intimidating. And I know Jess with her new woodworking business knows all about that. So do you want to go ahead and talk about that, Jess? Yeah, there are so many physical products you can make. I mean, I know people that make t-shirts. You could do drop shipping where you're not even touching the product. You're just ordering, like people are just ordering your designs on t-shirts and aprons and towels and potholders and socks. So there's, there's a lot that you can do with that. I personally wanted some sort of machine that would help me make something. And I've had a cricket machine in the past. That's a paper cutting machine. A lot of people have those at schools, I think. Um, where, and people make like uh, paper flowers for decorations and they make greeting cards. Greeting cards are a huge business if you have a cricket machine or a silhouette m- machine. Uh, also cuts paper and cardboard. I want something that would cut something a little heavier than paper and cardboard. So the next step up is like a, a laser machine. My my um, my machine is called a Glowforge, 
and it kind of looks just like a silhouette, but it's way bigger. It takes up my entire kitchen table, but it's a, it's a fire laser that can cut through um, up to a quarter inch of wood, glass, acrylic, I can cut all kinds of materials, leather. And I last, I got this last fall just to see what I could do with it. And I started, I thought, well, it's like October, November-ish. I'm going to try to make some Christmas ornaments because those are really small, maybe easy to ship. And so I started a little woodworking business with that machine. A lot of times you need to invest a little bit, you know, if you're going to do a physical product, like you actually have to buy the product, right? And so like I had to go out and buy the machine to cut the wood and then I had to go buy the wood. That's why I do prefer digital products, but some people like, sometimes I just have like a need to be crafty with my hands and that kind of gives me an outlet for that. So like if you're a really creative person, I mean, there's a lot of things that you can do. You can sell your crafts on Etsy or I didn't go with Etsy because they charge like 10% um, like a listing fees and stuff like that. I also had an eBay shop where I used to sell tote bags. I made tote bags a long time ago. I made my own purses, um, but they, they charge a lot of money, but you can do a Shopify store and it's a little, it's a little cheaper. It's just a one monthly fee. And they don't, they don't charge you per transaction or anything. So yeah, like, I mean, there's just so many different platforms now that we're like an online world. There's so many places you can sell your products. <laughs> it's really cool. No matter what you're into, like you could be into like rock painting and start a legit business from it. Right. It's just so awesome. Um, yeah. And then I was, I was going to ask you because I feel like um, physical products aside, I feel like there's kind of a fun merger with the digital products and services in, you know, having your own membership. I mean, I've even seen memberships with physical products. Like I've seen cooking memberships where you learn how to cook meals and then they actually send you like uh, cookware that they've made. Like they engrave wooden spoons, they engrave recipes into like cool cutting boards that you get every month and stuff. So like there's a way to incorporate all of these things through memberships. I've never had a membership, although I've been a part of some, but I know Amanda has a membership and I think it'd be cool to hear a little bit more about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I also was thinking about subscriptions too, right? Because like I mean, I've done Blue Apron, HelloFresh, Plated, and those are all physical products, right? They send you food. I'm also doing Stitch Fix right now, which I, I love. Do too. I do you that still too. do Stitch? You still do Stitch Fix? Yeah, like I kind of, I paused the box for like six months because I was just sick of buying things, but I do love Stitch Fix. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm obsessed. Eric's doing it now too. What? Yeah. And he finally Her has husband? another pair of shoes. Stop he, it. He only has one pair of shoes. He's only ever had one pair of shoes his whole life. Like one pair of shoes, not even like flip-flops and a, a pair of shoes. He just has a hiking Merrill hiking boots from REI and that's all he wears. And no. now because of Stitch Fix, he now has a new pair of shoes that he can wear when we're out on the town in San Francisco. Okay. So speaking of memberships, I don't have a membership anymore, 
but I did have two memberships in the past. So I had Teachbox, which sounds like a physical product, but it's not. And that actually often confused people. It was a Teachbox digital box that Amanda from Mud and Ink Teaching and I did together for a whole year. We, um, I only had during that time, I think 30 members and Amanda had like 50. And when we launched it, it was just, I mean, it was, launching is really important. I feel like we should do a whole episode on like the importance of the launch because that's when we got all of our members and then we got no more. And that was the problem. We weren't marketing. We were spending all our time creating the product because we didn't have the product. We just had the idea. And so we were like, oh, we'll just, you know, every month we'll spend that whole month creating the thing, the product, and then we'll send it to our members at the end of the month. That was so draining because we were both teaching full time. Plus we were making the product all month long. So we had no time to market. And so we just stayed at that level forever and we burned out. You know, I think we did it for about a year and a half. And I was like, look, I only have 25 members. I can't do this anymore (laughs) with just 25 people in this. Um, And then, and then, and then I started another membership by myself workshop teacher school. And I did that for over two years and I learned that I needed to market. You know, and that's when I started learning about webinar funnels and webinar marketing and webinar events and the power of that to market your membership. But it, so it is a combination of I'm selling my writing workshop units. So my members would get my units, but they would also get monthly Zoom calls with me. So it was a combination of coaching and getting my digital product. Um, And I mean, if you're a one woman show, that's a lot. That is a lot to take on. Um, And I just like the community aspect and like trying to get teachers to kind of collaborate with each other and get to know each other and just having that as a selling point, like join this community. And then I didn't feel like I was upholding it as well as I wanted to, you know, like the community aspect. And so I dissolved it. You know, I emailed all my members And I said, you know, we could do a whole episode on memberships, but anyways, so now it's just digital products. There's no more coaching attached to it. There's no more community attached to it. It's just a library. And I use Kajabi. I love, love, love Kajabi. And by the time you're listening to this, I'm going to have an affiliate link to Kajabi. So (laughs) if you want to join Kajabi or see what it's all about, they do actually have like a trial period, a free trial period but it's like an all-in-one tool that you can use to sell digital products. You can also sell coaching through Kajabi Um, and you can house your email list and what else you can have a podcast now on, on Kajabi. I mean, it is incredible. It's my favorite, favorite digital tool really. So I don't know. That's a little bit about memberships, just a tiny sliver of, just, yeah, I didn't even, I scratched the surface of, am I even, I'm going to quit with all the weird sayings. <laughs> well, I got one more for you. So when I, 
Okay. So when I think about like all these products and services and choosing one, I think of all the times that like I had trouble choosing. So I tried to do multiple things and it always reminded me of this analogy I heard probably through some business course, right? About chasing rabbits. Like you can run through a field and chase all the rabbits, but you can only catch one at a time, really. And so if you want to get really good at something, sometimes you have to focus on just one thing. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I, um, I consider myself a multi-passionate person. And that phrase, I think it was coined by Marie Forleo, who I love. She's the brains behind you know, B school and the copy cure, which are courses that I purchased that are super expensive um, and amazing. I love both those courses, but she talks about being a multi-passionate person and like that. I mean, it's amazing to have so much energy and enthusiasm about so many things, you know, like I'm really into mindfulness and meditation. I'm really into um, helping spread awareness about the neuro um, divergent movement, neurodiversity movement, and, and helping our kids with autism and ADHD in our classrooms. And I'm really into teaching kids about writing and like how fun writing is and writing workshop and reading workshop. And I'm also really into business stuff. And so like, how the heck do I pick? you know? And so there's this thing, I don't know where I learned this from. I don't think it's Marie Forleo. I I heard it on some podcast where if you have two things that you really want to do and you're excited about them and you just can't choose well, and this is for any decision where there's like two things, right? Like it could even be like hard, hard decisions, not like which product should I put my all into or my, which service should I put my all into? So you flip a coin and you say, you know, heads is this decision, tails is this decision and you flip it. And then as soon as you land it, you know, on your hand or whatever, you pay attention to that first feeling that you get before you even see what the answer on the coin is, which one do you hope it's going to be? And that's the one you go with. And you don't even look at the coin. Honestly, you don't even have to look at the coin. It's like this intuitive kind of thing that happens in your body. And you might have to do it more than once too, like on a different day or yeah. So I love that. I love that. I know that, I know that you're working on some projects right now, like, or, well, I know that I do know about all of your different passions and interests since we've been friends for so long. So like, is that how you've chosen in the past? Like when you've gone for things like your writer's workshop or like what you're working on your TPT store, do you still go like, do you always try to follow your heart or do you think that that's something kind of that you forget to do sometimes? I'm thinking of okay, I have all these products and services. I have gotten so many good ideas from this podcast. I have like five new things that sound really cool to look into. Like, like, do you personally use that method or like, did you use that to choose your interest in writer's workshops? You're kind of an expert in that now. 
yeah, well, my whole business is built on workshop. And right now Lucy Calkins is in hot water, you know, know, and like, it's hard, it's hard because yeah. And so like, I kind of have to pivot a little bit and, um, and so, and, and you're not always going to be excited about the thing you're excited about initially, you know? Um, and so some, I don't know, like, it's funny. I don't have, seriously, you're, you're like making me feel like I have some sort of system or something. Um, I feel like, yeah, I, I mostly follow my heart and what, like just doing this with you, I'm thinking about like, did we even make a decision? Like, I feel like we were like, let's do this thing. And then I think, well, what our plan was like, let's do it all in secret. Let's just do it all let's just get it all. Like, let's make, let's record a bunch of episodes. Let's create a website. Let's do, let's, let's create a course. Let's create a coaching package. Like, let's just make it all and not tell anyone and not even like, and like, just see what happens. And we could still pull out like this episode could like never even hit people just disappear. Well, and have you even thought about that at all? Like, have you thought like, hmm, maybe, I mean, it's definitely crossed my mind. Like, I don't know. I think I last night was in bed and I was like, we could, we could just quit if we wanted now. Like we haven't made any sort of investment in anything yet. Um, So I do think there's, there's value in testing things out because it's not like you have to make a commitment like today, you know, I feel like sometimes we think this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life, you know, and that's like really rough to think that. I don't know. Yeah. Like, what, do, what are you thinking? Um, yeah, I mean, I just I'm always chasing all the rabbits all the time. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but I do think that I do think that people will be listening to this episode someday because I think that when you do have a partner or like someone else working on something with you, you're more likely to at least, you know, attempt to finish something, right? Because like you have an accountability partner, but when you're by yourself and you're a little like flighty, I know like sometimes you're all over the place. I love what you told me earlier. I don't know if you want me to bring this up or not, but it was about therapy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really good. I think you should tell people about that because it's like, it is so hard to choose sometimes if you have a lot of interest and maybe some people listening don't, they know exactly what they want to do. The most successful people I've met are like that. They're like laser focused on one thing and they really go for it. And I really admire those people, but I don't know if that's the average wacky teacher entrepreneur, right? Like I think wacky means that you actually love a lot of different things about life. So yeah, tell, tell me that therapy story again. Yeah. So so good. I love my therapist. I have been going to therapy for three years now and it's changed my whole life. I mean, it really has improved my life dramatically in so many ways, so many ways, and it's expensive, but it's so worth it. And I will spend, I've spent a lot of time in therapy crying about how I can't do it all. Like I will go to therapy and I'll say, but Casey, I want to do this. And I want to do this. And I want to, Casey's my therapist. I might say her name multiple times in 
during this podcast and many episodes, but like, but I want to do this and this and this. And she's like, Amanda, like you're one person and I'll just start bawling. And like, because we only have one life and there is something really sad about that. Like, and something that, you know, like to mourn. And I'm actually getting more emotional about it right now because like, I would love to write a book about kids with autism and like how to support them. I would love to, you know, um, I would love to teach kids in the woods, teens. I just want to like have a class in the woods and like teach them how to meditate. You know, I want to write a book about writing workshop and like, I don't know, like put all my mini lessons in it. But like, am I going to do all of those things? Probably not. And it's sad. And like, I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm going to cry about it in therapy because I know it's good for me and it makes me feel better (laughs) about it. But like, what about those people that like still, like they have no idea what they want to do still, even after listening to all of this, like, what about them? I don't know. What do you think? I think you have to, and this happened to me in college, um, I was one of those college kids. I loved all my classes. Like I flip and love going to college. I could go to college forever. I don't really love writing like long research papers as you know, the, the kind that you need to do it for master's degrees and PhDs, but I just love going to college and I wanted to major in everything, right? Like I wanted to major in anthropology I was really passionate about that and uh, psychology, sociology. I had like 10 interests, accounting. (laughs) And I had to like, I don't know, I think it might've been a career counselor or like some sort of college advisor or maybe like my dorm room advisor. I don't even know who it was, but they were just like, you, sometimes you just have to choose like you just have to choose and let the rest go because like making a choice, it's going to lead you down a path. And if you're really not meant to be on that path, you're going to deviate eventually, but just choose something now. It's not going to be the end of the world. It doesn't mean you don't love everything else. Just go with something. And I think it's sort of like flipping the coin a little bit, but I'm not sure I did that with my original college majors. I, I majored in finance and then I end up being an elementary school teacher. Like there's, There's nothing more different than that. Right. But I mean, sometimes you just have to go for something and, and just kind of like, just put your energy into one path and just say, okay, for now I'm going to do this. And I do find, I have coached a lot of new TPT sellers and that is a big problem. They're like, well, I've done so many different things or like, I love everything about kindergarten or I, I, you know, I love everything about teaching reading. And it's like, sometimes you just have to pick a little lane and just go down it for a while. Just like take a bicycle, pedal on down, see what happens. And it's not going to be a bad thing to just try some stuff out, try to make yourself some money, see what happens. I mean, you're not closing the door on everything in your life just for choosing a path. Yeah. Cause you can always change your path later. And that's, I think what we've proved that you can do and it's not, it's not the end of the world. Um, and, and the things that matter are going to stick around and you'll find out what matters as time goes on. Right. Like you, I mean, how, why are you, you're still around Jess? 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I, well, I mean, cause we, you know, our friendship has just been like up and down, up and down, up and down. And like, somehow, like, I don't know, this must be meant to be or something. Maybe. Yeah. And you know, I know sometimes we get really woo woo and like, we don't only listen to self-help, but we do listen to like mindfulness and we do, we both do meditations, right? Like different, different tracks and stuff, but, um, manifestation, I, manifesting yeah, your manifestation. I was going to, I was going to talk about that next. Like I have been thinking lately, like the last like few months I've been like, I really, really, really want a new TPT or business bestie. And I've been, and then look at what happened. I've been manifesting this for months. I mean, I didn't know it was going to be someone I already knew, but I mean, the, I mean, that can happen, right? What? Well, you know, what's, what's been going on in my mind is all of these ideas that I have. Like I even signed up for this 21 day challenge to write an ebook. And I like went through that. I, well, I'm in a mindfulness, my meditations teacher certification program that starts in January. I'm not feeling too motivated about that right now, but like, and, and I've been, like, oh, maybe I should do this. Maybe I should do that. And like the energy has been in all of those places at different times, the excitement and energy, but like, and right now my energy is really in what we're doing together with wacky teacherpreneurs.com and everything else seems like not as important, you know? And so I don't know, you change as time goes on and, um, and yeah, like, I don't know. I think it is important to just do what excites you right now and just see where it takes you um, because it will take you somewhere. There's a really good quote about that. Like, <laughs> I don't know what, what it is, but um, what, what else are we supposed to talk about in this episode? Do we, we've talked about this quite a bit. We've got lots of good info for people. Um, yeah, I think we were just going to mention that, you know, now that we've talked about products and services and how to choose one, and I didn't even know it was going to go down this path. I didn't even think like you told me the therapy story and I was like, oh, that's so cool. And like the flipping the coin story. And I was like, yes. So it kind of went down an interesting path, but I think it rolls into our next topic for our next episode. If you tune in. Uh, we're going to be talking about goal setting. Like you, you pick a path. You're like, okay, this is the product or service that I'm really passionate about. I'm going to, you know, learn how to make it, spend my time making it, nurture it, put my energy into it. And then, but like, you need to do a little bit more along the way. And like, you can't just make something and say, okay, give me all the money. Woo. You know, you need, you need to set yourself some goals um, and I think that's what our next episode is going to be about. Like, before you get too deep into it, set yourself some goals and you'll end up being a lot more successful. I, I totally think. agree. I can't wait to talk about this. And we're going to talk about the goals that we have for this podcast, the behind the scenes. So stay tuned. All right. I'm going to end it now. Bye everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening to this extremely serious episode brought to you by some truly wacky teacherpreneurs. 
visit our website, wackyteacherpreneurs.com to get more support growing your business. Please leave us a five-star review. And remember, if you share this podcast with 10 other people, you'll have good luck forever.